I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And joining us today, resident marine biologist, fresh off a of shark week and bidet expert, Dr. Todd. Aloha. And also along for the ride, a few beers and some stories. We got producer Joe. Always a pleasure. And sound guy, Tom. Check one, two, check one, two. Hey, we are friends who love good beer and telling stories. So we turned it into a podcast. And let's, let's be honest. It's an award winning podcast. That's right. Yeah. Internationally renowned award-winning podcast. I, yeah. I got to add that into the script. Yeah. Internationally, nationally, and locally renowned, I would say. We won the Beersy for best new beer podcast. <laughs> right. so. We, yeah, we're shameless. We will create awards and give them to ourselves and therefore claim that we are an award-winning podcast. You know, we're also school teachers by day and beer enthusiasts by night. And that is very true. And we really are now school teachers by day uh, as school has uh, restarted for us <laughs> in, its, in its current form. I'm exhausted and I don't want to yeah, whine. I don't want right. to whine, but I'm exhausted. Summer was easier. How's that commute treating you? And the commute's not bad. I've been uh, commuting to work on my stationary bike. <laughs> I've actually been going into work, which has been pretty weird because it's like a ghost town there and it's really surreal. Um, but I, I've been doing that just to kind of have a little, actually just a change of scenery throughout the day. Uh, but already after just what, I don't even know how many days, two days in, I'm tired of sitting in front of a computer already. So people that do that all along, I'm going to salute you right now. Cheers to you guys. I'm toasting people that have to sit in front of a computer all day long because I, it is tough. Especially without a beer. Yes. Yeah. Especially without a beer. That is true. Hey, we are lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, beer Mecca within a beer Mecca, 72 degrees all year long, minus this last couple of weeks. Yeah. The last couple of weeks. I don't know, man. Water's warm, beer is cold, we have stories to tell. So again, welcome, pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Perfect. And, and of course, always kind of find and follow us on social media uh, at I Like Beer, the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can also find us at I Like Beer, the Poe one, and I Like Beer, the Ta one on Twitter. And then make sure you visit our website, uh, I Like Beer, the podcast.com to learn more about us, check out uh, our gallery of uh, field trips and good times and, and and what we've been doing lately. And sign up for our newsletter. Yeah, sign up for our newsletter. That's right. We had a dozen so people visit the last few days, and we're not going to spam you with a bunch of emails. We're just going to have a quarterly newsletter. And topic of the first newsletter will be uh, the ILB team's top 10 beers. So sign up. Hey, we're close to 1,200 on, uh, followers on Instagram. That's kind of exciting news. And I'm back on Very Twitter. Exciting. I was kicked off for two weeks for being underage. But Are you back on? Yeah, I think I saw that you're back on. I am back yeah. on. I don't know if I post anything, but I'm back on. Congratulations. So <laughs> so please follow, subscribe, like, comment, download, all those things that help us spread the word about our podcast. And also don't uh, forget that you can virtually toast uh, and drink with us on Untapped. Uh, we're very easy to find there. Just look for all of us under I Like Beer, the podcast in some format. And uh, we also recently had our inaugural I Like Beer night in San Diego, the book club meeting. Uh, where we read Wild Trees by Richard Preston. And, and overall, it was a very big success. We had people from out of the state join us, people from all over San Diego. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Big success. Everyone's talking about it. 
that is true. Border Everyone. to border. We had people border in Seattle all the way down to Chula Vista. So border That to is very border. true. What's up next for our read, reading schedule? Yeah. So next up, we are reading Eli and Jane by friend of the show, Ryan Wolt. And uh, I just finished it uh, two, a couple nights ago. Quick read. Uh, and I think you'll enjoy it. So I would encourage everyone to pick it up and join us uh, when we discuss that book. Yeah. Order up the book. Date to be announced. We're looking at the back end of September to give people time. It's a short book. You can read it quickly, but we want to give people time to order up the book, uh, have a chance to read it, think about it. We'll set out a date here in the next week or so. So people can have a, a some people need a deadline for finishing a book, right, Tom? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? 2022. <laughs> I'm still reading. <laughs> All right. So plenty of time. Order your book, read it, and we will set up another beer and book club Zoom meeting because that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. What are we going to drink tonight, Tom? Well, we have a, a beer that I just couldn't pass up just simply because of the name. I stumbled across this beer in a donut bar of all places. Now, what's a donut bar? A donut bar is bar with donuts, but it's also a bar. With donuts. It had beer and it had wine as well. So if you're stumbling in at 7 a.m. to get your morning donut, you could also have a beer. Or your morning beer, you can have a donut. You can have a donut. Right. It's true. True. It's not discriminate. Tomato, tomato. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I stumbled across this one, and it, it's aptly named Slow-Mo. Right. <laughs> That's it. So Slow-Mo is by Knee Deep Brewing Company up in Auburn, California, which is a little bit between Sacramento and the Tahoe area. So I... Obviously grabbed one that day. And then fortunately for me and for you guys, my son was up visiting his girlfriend who lives in Roseville, just outside of Sacramento. And knee deep was a hop, skip, and a jump away. So he was kind enough to bring down a few beers to to share with the team here. So uh, slow-mo, this light-bodied, single-hopped mosaic IPA is bursting with aromas of ripe summer berries, citrus, and passion fruit. Flavorful enough to sip and smooth enough to crush. It is right on the edge of a, a pale ale too. So if you're, you know, right. Yes. It's quite tasty. That's actually a really good description of it. Cause I was trying to kind of come up with a word cause it isn't a, it, it is a very, I don't want to say light, but it is kind of a lighter IPA. Yeah. That hop bitterness is really dialed back. So yeah, it's, it's very dialed it makes back. it very That's crushable. Good, good description. But not quite crushable. Gulpable. I'm going to go with gulpable. No. Gulpable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice it's new not, word. It, yeah. It's light enough. So it's not, you don't have to sip it. We're, you know, when, and cringe with every uh, slap in the face. Um, right. But also crushing it, you know, one can after another, probably not going to happen either. It's right right in between, yeah. like a pale ale should be. Perfect. Well, you're absolutely right on there because the, the ABV is 6.5 and the IBU is around 41. So it is right there, like you said, on the fringe of a pale ale. Good beer. Tasty beer. Tom picked up his nickname slow-mo like talent's nickname it was a long time coming and fit perfectly but uh, wait long time coming come on (laughs) as everything slow-mo is um on our brewery tours where we would take 12 of us in a van and travel all over the states and we'd all get in we do a head count everybody count off and tom was always missing and we'd go back and we'd find him still in the gift shop picking up swag and so he's always the last person in the van which also he was the brewery's convenient. favorite friend. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> also, conveniently, usually gave him the best seat too, because we all yes. had to crush into the back to make room for. Yeah, for yeah. So that was I'm so just realizing was completely planned, wasn't it, Tom? Yeah, you're on to my evil plan, damn it. <laughs> well, the nice job, Knee Deep Brewing. I'm enjoying it. 
we're joined tonight by friend of the show, local home brewer from Escondido, California, David Sikovich of Z-Style Brewing. Welcome, David. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, David. Hey, welcome. We're real excited to have you here. Uh, and I guess since we've already got a beer, can you tell us what you're drinking? I am drinking um, actually one of my own home brews because they're always readily available. <laughs> so uh, I'm drinking my Hoppy Pilsner. It's uh, basically a hopped up Pilsner. Um, it was my first kind of dabble in actually lagering a beer. It's kind of tricky to, to brew because you have to ferment it really cold and control that really well. I'm more of an IPA guy, kind of always have been, but um, I wanted to make a, a Pilsner that was crisp and really, you know, drinkable, but totally have that hop, fruity, you know, citrus crispiness associated with it. So, yeah, that's what I'm drinking, my Hoppy Pills. Very cool. Excellent. Are you happy with the way it came out? Yeah, it was. Um, I'm pretty satisfied. Um, I had a little bit extra efficiency than I expected to come in uh, going into it. And ABV got bumped up to 6.8. Uh, it was supposed to be at just over 5% beer. I still wanted it to have a little bit of balls, you know, but mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting it to be that big. So um, <laughs> it does have a little bit more body, I guess. So it's it's definitely crisp and, and very drinkable, but, it, you know, I don't need it to be 6.8 next time. So <laughs> Yeah, right. Enough <laughs> I mean, for your pills. Yeah. So if it's got balls, it's it's a it's a male beer then, not a female beer. It's not. It's yeah. I kind of made a joke to my wife calling it. Um, it's a panty dropper pilsner, but um, you know, <laughs> adult only. But uh, mosaic and Trinco hops are in it, and just like you know, probably what you guys are drinking with that knee deep mosaic is a you know real killer hop to use in beers. So it's definitely flavorful. So I'm I'm really enjoying it. I like the way it came out. But brewing it again, um, I'd want to control things a little bit more and get it where it needs to be to be more of a true pilsner versus a, uh, I guess, an imperial pilsner. Imperial. <laughs> <laughs> the category, but this wasn't intentional. So, actually, hey, your joke—it reminds me of a joke I heard. So, there's a, a gentleman in the in one of the southern states. We'll go with Louisiana right now. Walks into a bar and says to the bartender, "Hey, I'll take a, a Corona and uh, and two Hurricanes." And he goes, uh, how much do I owe you? Bartender looks at him and goes, 2020. <laughs> ah, there you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a dad joke. Nice. All right. I got to get back to the script. That was oh, off sorry script. About that. Sorry, I hate going off script. <laughs> yeah, where'd that, that come so, from? <laughs> well, sometimes off script is good. Sometimes <laughs> it was that. It's that. So there you have it. So, David, I kept coming across your posts on Instagram, Z Style, and I thought, this guy's always making amazing stuff. Uh, and then I realized he's right down the street from us. Let's get him on the show. More importantly, I was wondering, can we get some of your beer? Yeah, we'll more for you guys. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you uh, on social media so they can check out what you're doing? Instagram. And, um, you know, I don't, I never really did too much social media before the brewing thing. Um, I, I, I signed up originally with um, Instagram to support my buddy who was starting a, a bike shop. And then since I was brewing, I started posting some some brewing stuff. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, there's a lot of people on here that are brewing. And like, this is like a really good, you know, avenue for, you know, getting ideas and getting information and stuff. And it, there's a really strong community on there. And that kind of pushed me to kind of be more active with it and to kind of like keep things on par and like, uh, you know, take notes for what other people are doing and, and, and 
being able to help me craft what I do and improve it. And um, again, just getting input from people and helping other people out with other, with their problems and stuff. It's been uh, really good. So yeah, I'm just on Instagram. That's where I'm at. Z style brewing. Z style, Z style brewing. Yeah. Get, you post some good stuff. People should check it out. So David, we're going to come back in a minute to find out more about your brewing and your beer history, but tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do when you're not brewing beer? Um, as you can kind of see in the background here, I'm, I'm an avid bike rider, uh, mountain biker. I've always been one to get into my hobbies. Previous to mountain biking, I was a drummer. I played music in a, in a few local like punk rock bands, younger in high school and stuff. And then after all that, and then when that kind of fizzled out, I needed something to kind of funnel my energy and to, you know, occupy my, you know, my time and stuff. Cause otherwise I'm just, I need something to do. And so I used to BMX as a younger kid and then I figured mountain biking would be a safe, you know, way to stay healthy and have fun. You can go riding and started mountain biking and not necessarily safer because I was, I'm doing crazier stuff than I've ever done. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mountain bike. And then, um, with, I got two young kids, so I spend a lot of time with them now and, and just, uh, doing the home life being a, you know, dad core, dad corn it up with the kids and stuff. So excellent. Excellent. Listen to our Father's Day episode. You'll get terrific parenting advice. <laughs> right. <laughs> and all the dad jokes you can handle. Yes. Right. My kids brew beer with me. You know, my son really enjoys pouring the grain in and he really enjoys eating it as nice. he's the official master. And if he doesn't do his job, he gets kind of upset. And uh, I have him up there on the ladder trying to stir it. And now he, he just likes nibbling on it for whatever reason. He's <laughs> so he'll eat that, but he won't eat food. And as I'm pouring the, the grain in, he's he's trying to like grab handfuls of it all the time to, to like snap. <laughs> I need that. That's fine. That's, awesome. that's, like, that's like homeschooling. You're kind of teaching homeschool chemistry right now, which yeah. is actually perfect. He, he right. more than he probably needs to know. Yeah. <laughs> Old school. It's guild style. That's You're right. Raised to this profession. Yeah. He'll be starting school and he'll be bringing his beers in. <laughs> <laughs> Kids out on the playground are making, no, 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 that's not, you want to put this in now. <laughs> It says Pilsner, but it's 6.8, teacher, so be careful yeah, with it. Yeah, this yeah, might not yeah. be a good lunchtime beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he. I give him samples of, like, the, the wort, you know, the unfermented wort, and he likes drinking that, but I really want to let him try the beer, but I think my wife would kill me, so. <laughs> yeah. Wait till I can trust him to keep a secret. I don't trust yeah, him. There you go. <laughs> That's the, gate, the gateway drink. That's right. <laughs> give, him a couple more, give him a couple more years. What's like the third or fourth grade? <laughs> well, we all grew up in the 70s. So basically, that was our dad's philosophies. Yeah. You know, well, son, you're eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just don't tell your mom. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got our slow mo from Knee Deep Brewing. David's got his Hoppy Pilsner from Z Style, his own creation. And since we all have a beer in hand, let's move into toast. Roast and pour one out. I found this first toast for the day, and I just knew this had to be into the podcast. And Talent, I bet you ran across it too, because I thought, I'm sure Talent has seen this story. This is the story of Chad Little, who's up, at, up in Vacaville, where they've had some terrible... Uh, fires, you know, home to, uh, some, some terrific breweries too. Roostaller, uh, Hoobies and our friends in three mile are just a few, few miles away from, uh, from up there in Vacaville, California. 
but the fires were closing in on Mr. Little and the water power went out. There was no water pressure. So he had no water and he can see the flames coming up to his house, up to his garage, up to his house. He didn't know what to do. And he realized he had a number of 30 packs of Bud Light cans stacked up. Perfect. So he ripped down some uh, metal siding to get an exposed nail and started shaking up cans of Bud Light (laughs) and then opening and then popping them with the nail to extinguish the fire, which he did. I don't know how he didn't say it. At least it wasn't reported how many cans of Bud Light it took to get the fire out. But he was able to hold the fire back. And he was able to get. I saw it. thirty pack. I saw that. I think. I pack. think it's two yeah. racks. I think that's actually what they two actually recommend fire. on that is two racks of that, yes. or actually, it's two racks of natty. One rack of Bud Light is enough to put out a fire. <laughs> Maybe the fire just said, "You know what? Three miles down the street, yeah, that's I right. Roost all. I don't need. I don't need this right now. I don't need Bud Light. I'm a thirsty fire." But uh, uh, Chad Little. So some of the quotes that uh, he said it was the only thing I had that was wet. And then I like this quote. He said, luckily, I had a bunch of cases of Bud Light. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this guy really sense. stocks up. Well, Corona Mer- era, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Right. Some people hoard toilet paper. Some people hoard Bud Light. Makes sense. And then uh, he told KCRA TV, my buddies all tease me about drinking water beer. And I say, hey, save my shop. That's right. <laughs> well done. So I got a toast for Chad Light. I can see the next uh, Super Bowl Super Bowl commercial for Bud Light. Oh, how is that not? <laughs> right? I don't know. I, I can totally see it has that to be. Now. Yeah, definitely. Right. So Chad Little, Bud Light. Chad Little. Glad you saved your and house in your shop. Yeah. Zero. Well done, Chad. Tom, once again making your venture into the toast range. Yes. Yeah, not only that, it's another feel-good story. Let's hear it. So, but I I, I must say. This kind of starts with a roast before we get into the toast. And ironically, the roast is on me. Uh-oh. So, yeah. So bear with me, guys. This is a little bit of a story here. It's a true story, but it's a story that happened to me last Friday. So Does I crack another beer for this story? Yeah, you might want to crack it, too. <laughs> might want to crack another beer. <laughs> so so I, I was downtown Encinitas last Friday doing a couple of things. And I had to, I had to wait for something to get done. So I figured, you know what, I'm going to cruise down to the beach. And so I grabbed a cup of coffee and started walking down to the beach there on D street in Encinitas. I'm looking around admiring houses and homes and how well the manicured they are. And, you know, everybody's, you know, getting ready to go down to the beach. It's about 1130 in the morning. Got my phone in my hand, one hand, got my coffee in the other hand, crossing the street and my flip flop catches the curb. Uh-oh. Oh, I go down. So you stepped on a pop top, blew out your flip flop. Ah. <laughs> I've heard this song. Right, right. So I go down in a heap. Coffee goes everywhere. The phone, unfortunately, I went down with it in my hand. Face of the phone, destroyed. Wow. And uh, yeah, so no bueno, no bueno. Come up, dust myself off. My knee is uh, bursting with blood. Oh. And uh, there's these two guys uh, on the corner house there laughing. Well, no, actually, no. They, hey, man, are you okay? That looked terrible. You know, are you all right? I'm like, I dusted myself off. Yeah, I'm okay. Just nothing hurt but my pride. But it was a good laugh for you guys. And they they chuckled a little bit. And they're like, hey, you know, you look like you use uh, some help with that knee there. And I'm like, no, it's okay. And I looked down, and sure enough, it's bleeding pretty good. So they offered up the help, and I walked over. 
And the guy set me up there on his patio there and introduced himself. Guy who owns the place, his name is Pat. And his friend, a neighbor there, uh, he had a unique name. It's, uh, it was, uh, uh, oh yeah, it was Jeff. Oh, I like great him. Person. Oh, wow. Uh, so, makes yeah, a lot of sense. Are you yeah. telling me that a Jeff is the hero of this D yeah, Street disaster story? He, he, he is one of the two heroes, Jeff and Pat. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So, he's the bigger hero. Pat's sort of yeah. like Robin to Batman he, in this story. He's, develop, yeah, he's so of course, developing the characters right now. <laughs> yeah. So, so, of course, I have to have a chuckle, and they're, they're looking at me like, why are you laughing at his name? And so, of course, I say, share you guys. Talk about the podcast a little bit. So as I'm cleaning myself up there and guy brings out some gauze and some alcohol wipes and all that fun stuff, Pat and I get to talking while uh, Jeff is working on his deck there. Pat, you mean and, Jimmy Olsen. Uh, yeah. Superman. Got it. Right. So find out Pat's from New York, uh, Brooklyn originally. And I mentioned my dad's from New York. And so we start up a conversation and he's, this guy met some people over the years. When he was a kid, he met Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, and Whitey Ford, to name a few of those iconic Yankees. This guy must be pretty old. Yeah. He, he's in his 60s, 60s, um, but he surfs every day. And ironically, here you go again, Jeff. A lot of irony in the story. He met Whitey Ford on Whitey Ford Day, and Whitey Ford drove in, and you guessed it, a white Ford pickup truck. Uh, so we had a good conversation going. Jeff and I start chatting as, as I'm getting ready to go. I thank them both for their hospitality and being such, you know, nice guys, gentlemen, uh, great neighbors, so to speak. And these uh, two teenagers are getting in their car after a round of surfing. And Pat looks over and says, Jeff, hey, she's got one of your boards. And I look over and it's a rat board, a rat surfboard. So I look over the board. I look over at this guy, Jeff. And I put two and two together. Sure enough, it's Jeff Patisti, the owner and shaper of Rat Surfboards. Nice. So, wow. All right. Small world. Great guys. Very neighborly. Very friendly. Very hospitable. Took care of a guy when he was down. You know, it just goes <laughs> to show. Yeah, literally down. So it just goes to show that there's yeah, still good people right. out there that do good, <laughs> doing good things. Ironically down. No. Yeah. That well, that's a great so I, him, uh, <laughs> so I told him I was going to go cruise down to the beach. And, and Jeff says, yeah, it's like bathwater this week. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go down to the beach, hang out for a few minutes, come back up. And just as I'm coming up back to, to their porch there, they start laughing. And I'm like, what? You, you waiting for me to fall again or something? They're like, no, no. We were just asking, hey, I wonder how that guy is doing. And, and you walk up. So we strike up further conversation. Everything's great. These guys and, clearly are retired. Yes. Yeah, Anyone yeah. that strikes well, Tom no, up Jeff, for a second yeah. conversation Jeff, today yeah. has no, no, where to go. It's got some time in their day. <laughs> Jeff is... <laughs> Pat is clearly retired. Jeff is not retired. Um, I'm on so my fourth beer We're having now. a good time. And, and so so I ask, I ask the guys, hey, you know, what's your favorite beer? And Jeff, you know, rolls off a couple of beers. But Pat says, you know, I don't drink beer. Oh, and I'm I like, that there was a over, yeah. <laughs> so, well, no, I going back to what you guys were Is this talking the about, misfortune eight year olds, eight year olds. He says, yeah, my dad, when I was nine, gave me a beer and a cigarette to try. Yeah. And since then I've never had a beer or a cigarette. So there you go. Dads of the old age, you know, <laughs> trying to influence their kids. 
So we have a good laugh. And that, my friend, and I, I, I thank him. I, I thank him for the time, and I start to walk away. And just when you think the story is over, the little. <laughs> the little <laughs> oh, there's more. <laughs> there's this dog walking across the street through the crosswalk. It was a puppy like, yeah, when the Jimmy story started. <laughs> yes. Right. And I'm going. Wait a minute. That's not good. No owner around. Nobody around. Did the dog have a cup of coffee on the phone? Yes. Right. So I go over and I and I try to corral the dog and I you know get it get close to him and he comes over to me and he and he starts growling a little bit but he gets close then he walks back across the street and there's this lady there with her kid and Jeff and Pat see me and Jeff yells I'm gonna go get some Scooby snacks you know so we can corral him and I could see that the dog had a had a tag on him so i follow the dog a little bit jeff comes running over with some scooby snacks hero and yeah hero another hero again you know second same chance hero there. same hero but second same time. Yeah. yeah great name too and so i follow the dog down the, the sidewalk a little bit and the dog stops in front of this house and i'm like that's got to be the dog's house so i'm slowly walking up i throw the dog a scooby snack he's looking at me and he sniffs a scooby snack and there's these two kids playing in the front yard and i hear the mom come out and because she could hear the dog barking, she goes, kids, where's Chico? And I'm looking up, I'm looking up going, no way. <laughs> and they're like, mom's like, where's the dog? Where's Chico at? And I'm like, uh, ma'am, is this your dog right here? And she looks over the fence. Chico, how did you get out again? And I'm just going, this is a great day. <laughs> dog named Chico. Meet two great guys. Pat and well, Jeff. A hero a and Pat. Yeah, hero right. and Pat. Pat, so, Pat doesn't drink beer. And so she offered really you a Sierra Nevada beer for right. sure. Right. She, she offered you a Sierra Nevada pale ale. <laughs> that, that would have been the icing on the cake, but no. So thanks to Jeff and Pat. Thank you very much, guys. Just goes to show there's still good people out there. Well, we want to thank <laughs> Jeff, hero, Pat, yes. sidekick, for yes. saving our sound guy. Thank you for yeah. saving slow-mo, the yeah. Chico kid, Tom, from the disaster on D Street. Wow. Toast, yeah. uh, toast to Jeff and Pat. You don't drink beer, so thanks. I'm actually through my beer. We might want to add another beer. Yeah, I Honestly, I did finish my beer. Well, don't no, we let's have finish the one? toast first, because I think you have oh. a toast update. Oh, I do then, have a toast. And then I'm ready for a beer. Okay. I'm going to try and keep this to a short 15 or 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> all right. So... First things go here. I don't know, you know, you guys, everybody, I mean, keep people ask me about this all the time, but everybody remembers Skip and Ping. Um, those were the two gay penguins from yeah. Germany who were, who just wanted to be parents. So I'm sorry, but I actually don't have an update on them. But let me introduce you to Electra and Violet. Ooh. And Electra and Violet are two same-sex penguins, or they are a same-sex penguin couple, but this time from Spain. And they recently became first-time moms. So shout out to them. Um, so they live in the, and I'm going to try to get the pronunciation. I'll get my lisp here. But the o Oceanographic Valencia. Uh, and they say that Electra and Violet built a nest together out of stones. Because what else would you build a nest out of? And, uh, and then they began to have that usual attitude and actions prior to reproduction. Uh, so they decided to let them ad adopt and incubate another penguin's couple's eggs. And it hatched this month. And so now they're raising the baby. You know, super excited there. They are a Gen 2 penguin, uh, which is the third largest penguin. You know, super exciting. So hopefully at some point I will have a skip and ping uh, update and they can take, you know, some solace in the fact that uh, Electra and Violet have have uh, are now raising, uh, you know, a, a baby as a same sex couple. And 
I just thought that was some good penguin no news and we all could use some good penguin news in our lives. Does help. Yeah. So there you have it. That gives me hope for skipping ping still too. It does. It does. We're on the roast, aren't we? Well, actually, before you do that, I did have a quick toast, because but I lost my train of thought at the beginning of that. <laughs> the Padres, guys, let's be honest. I mean, we've been making kind of fun of the Padres, but the Padres are on fire. They are so much fun to watch uh, right now, and I think that is a fantastic toast. So I'm just going to give a quick shout out to Padres, and then we should move on to roast. There you go. Real quick. No, Tom. One thing I've heard to say about Pat. Impossible. Oh, no, no. Pat, Pat, Pat used to live. The Padres. <laughs> you, you mentioned the Padres. He was neighbors with Buddy Black for 10 years. Oh, wow. What? Awesome. Right. Talent, you have a roast for us? Yeah, so I have a roast here, um, and it's uh, basically, uh, let's see here. It's, it's, so I'm going to try and pronounce this. I probably won't because my Japanese isn't really good, uh, but it's called the Igaru Ninja Museum in central Japan. Um, and this museum, if you haven't been there, I don't know if any of you guys have, ha- have been there, but if you haven't been there, it's actually dedicated to the history of the famous Iga clan of ninja. And I think we've come out many times talking about ninjas. I think we're a very pro-positive ninja podcast. But it was recently robbed in Japan. And uh, thieves made off with basically more than a million yen, which apparently a million yen is only about 7,000 pounds, but it sounds a lot more when you say a million yen. Yeah, so. it does. What, are we British? How many dollars is that? Uh, you know, I don't know because I didn't do the pounds <laughs> to, to dollar. I think it's like four bucks. It's probably four dollars, four or five bucks. No, I think it's probably around four What's or five grand. How many rubles, comrade? Yes. But anyways, according to police, and, and Joe, I'm going to need an irony judgment on this, okay. I think, at a, in a moment. It's Speaking irony. of irony, it's fine. Um, the thieves stealthily made their way into the museum under the cover of night. Yeah. They were ninjas. So, yes, exactly. So, oh, ninja. It was, this was a ninja on ninja crime yeah. in Japan. <laughs> they stealthily snuck in and they stole 150 kilograms. Again, I'm not doing the conversion. I think that's heavy, safe. Again, watch out, Ninja Ninja Crime. It is a thing. On a side note, though, I did find this out because, again, as a pro ninja podcast, we've got to get to the that this museum actually allows you to learn about and throw ninja weapons. Um, oh, and you going. also get to watch a ninja show. So if that's also, we talked about that before where you go get uh, a doctorate in being a ninja. Uh, this is maybe right. the place to start. So uh, maybe road trip at some point. So I kind of roasting them, but I guess at the same point, I'm kind of toasting because it sounds really cool and I'd like to visit them. Hey, aren't we going to do our uh, axe throwing? We're going to go to the beer place. Yeah, we were until COVID hit and we weren't able to go up to Canada with the lumberjacks. No, no. Axe throwing's here in in North County. No, I'm waiting for Canada. People in North County don't know how to throw axes. Yeah, if we're going to throw axes, we're doing it with lumberjacks. I'm doing it in Canada. I'm waiting for Canada. Once we're experts, then we'll come down here and show the people in North County, San Diego, how to throw axes. I would actually practice down here, then throw axes with the men up in Canada. No, that's probably a good point. Okay, right. I'm rethinking that. Okay, right. good point. Down here with the little like boards and stuff. Yes, and yes, that's a good point. That is a fantastic point. Beer, need a beer. All right, Jeff, you got a roast. I do. I have just a roast update uh, on our back to our Father's Day edition. You did a fantastic roast of Cameo. Remember Cameo, where people paid twenty five hundred dollars to have Brett Favre. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, have a ten minute Zoom with Brett Favre. That's true. Um, so roast update, we had made an offer at that point, uh, that we would do a 10 minute zoom or have a pint with a listener cameo style. If they sent us a six pack of a favorite beer and roast update, no one's taken us up. No on one's that. taken us yeah. up on that. So that, that offer's Come still on. there. Jeff and Jeff, I'm sure the doctor's in too. We'll sit there a bit. and have I'm a beer with lie. you 10 minutes or more. Yeah. Once or we, more. as you can, hey, we'll bring Tom. You're in for an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, Wait. Does it involve? Us. Does it involve drinking beer? Yes. Yes. Okay. With them. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. No. Go. It's it's so it's a 
it's a, it hurts a little bit though that no one's taking us yeah. up on that. It's cameo. I like beer style. Check in with us. We're waiting. We're just here waiting. Thanks for the update. Off to pour one out. And Jeff, you have a pour one out talent. Yeah, I got a quick one as well here. Pour one out for slogans. Kentucky Fried Chicken, their famous slogan, finger licking good. Apparently it's no more. Why? They basically, health officials, you know, have recommended you should stop touching your face to help (laughs) stop the spread of coronavirus. So KFC has decided, hey, this slogan doesn't feel quite right right now. So they are uh, saying that basically uh, we're going to put this on ice for a while. We're not going to use the finger licking good. So, uh, however, for the record and all of you KFC fans out there, don't worry. Menu is not changing and the company will return uh, with that slogan when the time is right. So, again, just to be clear, <laughs> well, good food is still finger licking good, but yeah. KFC is not going to describe it that way during COVID. And finger lick at your own discretion. Exactly. So there you have it. So that's my pour one out. When you got some time to kill, take a look at the history of uh, that old Colonel (laughs) Sanders. He was one creepy (laughs) bastard. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast, Roast, and Pour One Out. And back to our guest, David Zivkovich of Z Style. He's still awake. He, it was, he, he kind of complimented us early on that we we don't our podcasts are a, a nice length. So hopefully he's still awake. Streamlined. Oh, yeah. Streamlined, yeah. he said. Yeah, streamlined. <laughs> we love you, Tom. Yes. I think it's time to try one of David's beers, huh? Yeah. So David provided us one of his home brews, uh, Z Style Brewing. You want to tell us uh, this is called the Thunder Down Under. So if you want to tell us a little bit about this beer, David. Sure, yeah. Um, this is the Thunder Down Under. A new uh, beer that I came up with uh, this year. Um, it's using the Kvike Norwegian yeast and showcasing Australian hops. So I like having fun with the names there. And so I figured I'd call it Thunder Down Under because, uh, you know, Norwegian God or whatever. And then Down Under. I think I'm clever. Yeah, it's clever. <laughs> I like we, it. We think it's pretty clever, too. We like it. It's a it's a Kvike Hazy IPA. It's six and a half ABV. A lot of uh, Vic Secret. Uh, in the Whirlpool and Dry Hop with a little bit of Cascade, Simcoe, and Citra in there to help round things out. Golden Promise Malt, Pale Malt, some Flaked Oats and Carafoam, and a little bit of Honey Malt to sweeten things up. That's where we're at. Party time. It's our first home brewer with his own canning. Yeah, no, I, I'm super impressed with yeah, the canning. It's impressive. I like the fact that you got the QR codes on the side so you can follow and, and uh, review. Yeah, if you, you guys are on Untapped, feel free to give a review on there. Not even a review, but just rate it, you know. Otherwise, it's just me rating my own beers. And, uh, <laughs> They're all fives. <laughs> I try to tell my buddies, if you want beer, just download the app, and I want you to like just throw a little, you know, rating on there. And it's like they, they all say, yeah, they will, but they don't. You know? Oh, we oh, we got you. We got you. Yeah, we got I, I, I just rated yours right there, so I just did. You can get rid of those friends. You've got new friends here. We will help with <laughs> all right. of that. And I do dig the Z style. I like that quite a bit. Z is one you. of the top five best letters for yes, design, definitely for anything in design yeah z what z s r k and of course j j yeah yeah my middle initial is j so I, I oh, there you have oh you got a little everything going on yeah i really like i feel like this beer is is uh is super balanced it's very crisp at the beginning um and and you do get a little bit of the the hops and stuff like that but it's got a really nice finish and that honey malt at the end yeah. is, is really 
I, I like that a lot, but it's it's right. threw me for a loop on my first couple sips. That I, I believe that's what, David. What I'm getting at the end there, the honey malt where it just kind of rounds out, softens out. I think so too. Um, the Kavike yeast, I think, gives it different, a little bit of a different taste. It always kind of trips me out when I brew a Kavike versus a normal like London Fog yeast or something that you're kind of typical a California ale yeast. You're kind of like very familiar with that, but the Kavike has has its own little twang on things you know it's a it's a norwegian yeast and it ferments hot but clean for how hot it ferments i like using it especially you know this time of the year because it's it's easy to control you know right i get this this kind of soft rounded out smoothness at the end and i don't really know how to describe that because i haven't had a beer that that really i i guess maybe i've had some ambers or some reds that did that at the back end but not a hazy ipa yeah, a lot of a lot of times, sometimes you'll have it. I won't. I don't. I mean, harsh isn't the right word, but you will have it's a little hard, hard, or maybe a more of a bitter finish at the end. And I think this one is, is it, it does. It's kind of soft. It's very. It feels very balanced. It's got a, just a nice finish. Thank you. It's very good. I tried using a, a softer water profile to kind of fall in line with the whole um, New England IPA style. You know, less bitter and more of that juicy. So I used a softer water profile, which is supposed to kind of help with a little bit of that softness you know, for me to really taste that, it's always like, I would like to compare the commercial style. That's yeah. exactly like it to really see how it, how it hits, you know, cause when you have it, you're drinking it all the time and you just get used to it. And it's like, I just taste beer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, um, I think it's good. I, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with how it came out. Yeah, no, I think um, it came out great. I, I try to brew beers that I've brewed before too, intermixed with new recipes and stuff. And this was a fairly new one for me. So I'm, I'm pretty satisfied. It's getting a four two five from me. Oh, nice. that's I already did. I already gave it a four two five. Oh, did you? Nice. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I have evidence. I think we're all in a, in accord here with a four two five. Yeah. That's where, that's where I would put it. I mean, I give all my beers. You know, sometimes I'm a little too honest, and I'll like, eh, it could have been better. I'm I'm satisfied with with where this at. This is you know, it's not like this is my best beer I've ever made, but you know, for a new recipe, something unique. I I mean, first time brewing. With um, Vic Secret hops, didn't know what that was going to be like. You know, I've had beers with it and been satisfied. So that's that's where I would put it too. Doc, you're a hazy guy. What is, what's your rating? Oh yeah, I'm I'm digging this. I'm giving it a four point five. Nice, excellent. Ooh. Yes. Guess who's getting more beer next time? <laughs> <laughs> hey, let him up off the stool. He's just looking at with those puppy eyes. Well, David, I'd like to introduce you to Will. What's it is your lips? So good. <laughs> nice. So we've got some questions for you, David. We want to hear your story and we want to hear about your brewing. So I think Doc's got our first question. I got one. You know, you may have already answered this, but I can't remember anything like pre-Tom's story. So I'm just going <laughs> to ask it again. <laughs> so, so like how long you been home brewing? How did you get into it? I've been brewing on and off for almost about 10 years. It started out long, long ago, kind of like any home brewer, how they get their start is they somehow get a gift of a, a Mr. Beer kit. In-laws are like, yeah, David likes beer, you know, and uh, he's, you know, drinking beers with his buddies and this and that and all that. And he's a beer guy. And so they gave for Christmas, they got me a Mr. Beer kit one year and I was stoked. I was like, hell yeah. And so I rocked that thing out and um you know, that was fun. I didn't know what I was doing, reading the instructions and basically making pretty much cider beer. 
until yeah, I burned yeah. out my like Mr. Beer Kid, you know, supply. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would order a few more and then kind of on and off, like I grew around like the winter time. Cause that's when I, I kind of knew, like, I got to keep it kind of cold and I have a little closet under my stairs and, you know, maybe I could keep it, you know, that'd be my fermentation room. And it was still way too hot, you know, I did that on and off and then slowly started learning more. And, and I'd brew like maybe, you know, a couple times a year. And then finally I started like getting, you know, thinking about it more and, and looking up stuff online. And then I, put it in a cooler with ice, you know, frozen ice packets and stuff to kind of control it. And then stuff started getting better. And then I started realizing like, Hey, I could just go to the brew shop and um, get regular ingredients and try to do like a brew in a bag. Cause I was like, <laughs> more about the stuff and still fermented in the two and a half uh, gallon little fermenter there. And um, did that for a few years until I eventually scaled up to a bigger pot. I went to my mom's house and she had a bunch of crap in her garage. And I was like, Hey, that's a cooler. I could use that. And you have a kettle sitting here. It's like, oh <laughs> yeah. And created her stash and just kind of eventually building up my kit and went up to five gallon all grain batches. And then, you know, upgraded to a, a like a more legit mash ton and a, and a better stainless kettle and then a three vessel system. And then to where I'm at now. So nice. Mr. Beer, the gateway, the gateway drug for the brewers. gateway <laughs> kit. So yeah. what, were, what were some of your first beers early on? Like, you said, oh, wow. Not that you not that you made, but just that you tasted. I, you know, when I started drinking beers, I played, like I told you guys earlier, like I played, I used to play drums uh, in high school and I played, you know, a couple punk rock bands and stuff. And I had buddies that, you know, everyone that we played with, we had a few guys that were like overage and they would be able to hook us up with beers and we'd be drinking like Coors Light and Bud Light and whatever malt liquor and shit like that. And then um, I remember finally when things started turning into more like, you know, Newcastle and um, other sort of like brown beers and Heffenweisens and stuff like that. And then things kind of started evolving and stuff. Back in those days, the craft beer scene wasn't wasn't nearly what it was now. And um, I remember the, the major key players then was, um, I mean, this is early 2000s. So it's like Carl Strauss, Stone, stuff like that. And especially locally. And um, Stone IPA was definitely like a standout because that was like IPA, you know. Plus, you live out near them, yeah? Aren't you out near that way? Yeah. Oh, I'm right. I, you know, I work right behind Stone, or at least for, <laughs> for most of the time. I mean, we just recently moved buildings, but before Stone was where they were at the bistro, like that's where my shop was at, and so I was there when they were like developing and building up. And I remember those that area was just all hillside, and bums used to live there and stuff, and. Um, they started, you know, doing their development and stuff and then getting these funky smells. And that was before I started brewing or anything. And I was like, what's that, what's that smell? You know, some weird shit going on up there. It was like food or dog food or something. And then, <laughs> um, I had a buddy who, who brewed and I went to his house once and I was like, Oh, that's what's going on. That's one <laughs> was up there. And I like connected the dots. Like, that's the brewery that, that just opened up there. You know, that's stone, but, um, stone IPA was a wow beer. I remember that being like like a big deal because it was like nothing, you know, that was like a big dog beer. And a lot of guys were like, no, I can't handle that. And I'm like, yeah, I like IPAs now. <laughs> you know? And then, um, like Sierra Nevada, you know, pale was like a go-to because that's when, you know, you move from the Coors Light to the Amber Lagers, the you know, the Newcastle, stuff like that. I remember I had a Heffenweizen stage where I was really stoked on Heffenweizens. And then um, I really like that bubblegum ester, you know, the banana. Some people don't like it, but. I, I did and, you know, moved up to the IPAs and 
um, Sierra Nevada was good because you could always find that. And then their celebration beer would come around every year. And that was, yeah. bomb. you know, that was always a good go-to. And then from there, it was just IPAs, man. IPA city all day long. Nice. And what's funny is, is I drink a stone IPA now and I don't like it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've changed as the, did the style and I like, you know, hazies are great. I like the juicier citrusy and, you know, I drink a stone IPA now and it's like, it doesn't taste the same. Right. You know? We like to say that your palate is maturing. Yes. It, well, matured or gotten trendy or with the trends or whatever. Yeah, but you kind of, what's funny is Stone IPA isn't even what it is today right. that it was then either. Right. They changed their recipe up to try to keep up with current trends. Right. But when I had it recently, it's like it doesn't taste like how my memory puts it. I remember it like being younger and first drinking IPAs and what that tasted like. And it doesn't, I can't, you can't get that anymore. It's like the first time, you know, it's like, it's different, you know? A couple other questions just to kind of get at, we always try to ask this of all of our guests a little bit to get kind of at your, your core. Do you, uh, do you come kind of from a family of beer drinkers? Was dad a beer drinker? You know? Um, no. Yeah. You know, it's no, funny. I, I think that's been the answer for most of our yeah. home brewers that dad never drank. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Dad never drank. He was always supportive. Um, like I said, I grew up playing music. He was very supportive. When I started playing drums, I guess he used to play drums back in the day. And then he um, he, he apparently had a, like a similar, like addictive personality like I have with my hobbies. So did right. he. You know, and I guess that's where I get it from. We started playing music. He used to play back in the day as well, apparently. And then he starts collecting drums. And then he would then start, you know, we were playing band, you know, in bands and stuff with friends in high school. And said, like, well, you guys need like a PA system for like, you know, singing and stuff. And got us a PA system. And then... He started tinkering around and he used to, he used to, he was always like a, a busybody, uh, you know, a DIY sort of guy, carpenter and all that stuff. And he started building his own speakers and, and, and amps and all that stuff. And then he became actually like a DJ. That's he awesome. Good year, and he would do like car shows and stuff and he would DJ music. And then he started his own like DJ music business and started tweaking out on like music and equipment and we built subwoofers and we had monitors and stuff like that we would like jam at the house and stuff so he was always like stoked and supportive but but not a drinker at least back when i was a kid right that's interesting drink, but i guess not around us and <laughs> put up and his drink of choice is vodka but um my mom i mean we i was raised i was actually raised mormon so okay so probably not a lot of beer drinking going on <laughs> no, no, no. No. Yeah, and, and right. that influenced me to try to like get the hell out of there and like you know <laughs> more of a free thinker. And That's music. interesting. But, yeah, so, a free thinker. I played music in bands and you know we partied a lot. So <laughs> yeah, sometimes you know, goes hand in hand. Kind of what happened there, but um, no, yeah, absolutely no beer drinking in the family. That's funny. It was all purely my own uh, my own desire, I guess. Nice. Going back to your brewing style. So are there? Uh, you know, you kind of touched a little bit on this, I think, with beers and breweries that maybe have influenced your brewing style. Are there any that you would highlight? You know, like I was raised off of Early Stone and Carl Strauss and, and some of that kind of local stuff. Um, Sierra Nevada. I've always been kind of like an IPA guy. So I chase IPAs right. and I like whoever is putting out good IPAs. Nowadays, I really like Modern Times and, and Virgin and like some of these newer, you know, craft breweries and stuff like that. I can't really you know, pinpoint on one over the other, right. you know, like you guys, you know, traveling around to breweries and stuff and doing tours. I mean, we used to do that when I was younger and stuff. And I just like getting as much as I could. I can't even say what my favorite beer is. You know, I just like everything, you know, <laughs> I like most of, I like most of things, but I just don't 
you know, I like trying new things, you know? So one of my favorite beers was Sublime Self-Righteous from Stone. Yeah. Their Black IPA. Yeah, absolutely. At that time when I started brewing, Black IPAs were more readily available. And that's like, when I started brewing, like, that's what I wanted to do was brew Black IPAs. So I was like, I'm going to hook this shit up and I'm going to make a big old bold Sublime Self-Righteous style Black IPA. And that's, that's what I modeled. Some of my first all grain beers were like black IPAs and I still do a couple different ones, you know, every year cause I enjoy them so much. And now it's like, you don't even see them anymore. Black IPA was, was a big one. Like I said, you know, celebration was always really good. And those were memorable beers, but even today it's like, they're not my choice go to, you know, like I, when I go to buy beer, I, I just try to buy something I haven't had yet. Cause there's right. just so much readily available and everyone's putting out really good stuff. Um, I just try to get something new every time, you know, how often are you brewing right now? How many, like how many, how many, you know, batches are you putting out or how often are you, you know, you're brewing a batch of beer right now. I, I, I juggle between five and 10 gallon batches. My water heater blew up and it's in front of my fermentation fridge, which holds my five gallon fermenter. So now I'm doing 10 gallons and it's kind of tricky to ferment in the, in the garage with my cooling system right now. But when I'm up and at them, I, I try to do at least a batch every month. Oh, or at wow. least every like month and a half or so, yeah. or at least, you know, it, it fluctuates in and out of that, you know. And then to follow on. So something I think that's really unique is you sent us cans. So you're actually canning your beer, uh, which yeah. you normally don't see that. So what, what, tell us a little bit about that. Canning is becoming more readily available. There's a couple of different manufacturers making canning systems right now for home brewers that are within the, you know, affordable range. I use... Uh, like a homebrew kind of canning setup. And then there's like a more commercial grade setup that other guys kind of get. But, um, you know, my whole goal for making beer is I want to make beer that I could buy off the shelf that I would consider to be like a commercial beer, you know? So I want something that doesn't taste homebrewery. I, I, I remember the, the early days of homebrewing and, you know, making beers and they always had like the homebrew twang, you know, and all that. So I really strive to make something that like I would buy commercially or at least to be up to that level. I like having a presentable product. So um, I like canning. I like giving away my beers and sharing it with friends and stuff. And I think having a canned beer is legit. Yeah, no, it's very legit. Um, I like, you know, I do, I do the labels and my goal is with the cans is I I eventually want to move towards making more, find a way to print colorful labels that would hold up. Thing is, is, you know, this is a hobby. This is, this is for fun. I do this for free. You know what I mean? Like I pay for all this out of my own pocket for my giggles so you know but i want to i want to make a legit can i like art i like playing with the beer name and all that and i have a lot of artist friends and stuff and they've all said dude i can do a beer label for you and this and that and i'd really love to do that but it's like finding something that's affordable to print on the cheap because right. this is all for my own pure enjoyment you know so yeah. so i would imagine a, a brewing gets you more friends yeah it's definitely true <laughs> i mean as i guess but you know, friends always want free beer and that's cool. And that's kind of why I do it. You know, it's because they, they get to, I guess there's a little bit of self-gratification when you, you make something good and people really enjoy it. Right. You had five I new friends today. Stuff. Yeah. Boom. There you go. <laughs> boom. I, I brewed enough to know the difference when people like try your beer and they go, oh yeah, it was good. And we're not you as know? cheap as your other friends. <laughs> we'll chip in. Yeah. We want a yeah. discount. Yeah. <laughs> but Industry discount. We'll buy, we'll buy some hops. What was that? We'll buy some hops. Talent could donate some hops. I have access to some good color printers. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. get those labels done. 
my buddies still play music and stuff. And we did a little collaboration uh, last year, end of last year. And we did another session this year to promote their band. So they were able to use the beer. We did a label with them and they kind of plugged it with their record and stuff. So that was kind of fun because they did some shows where they handed out beers because who's nice. going to deny that, you know? So, like Belching out. Beaver and the Deftone one or Sublime yeah, well, exactly. and Sublime like, and Ailsmith. Yeah, You're right there with them. Yeah. And, you know, Amplified Ale Works does a lot of band collabs and all that. And, um, it's fun because we picked out a recipe and, and uh, you know, we, we kind of came up with what style we wanted to do. And I did a couple test batch with different yeast and stuff. And we kind of like funneled it down to where we wanted it, created their pale. It was a red, it was actually like a red pale ale. Some would call it almost an IPA, but they wanted it to be a pale ale. But Oh, that sounds like the doctor's dream beer right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, a red IPA. Oh, yeah. How many different styles do you think you've brewed? How many different styles? Yeah, because it sounds like you've brewed it just a ton. No. <laughs> yeah, I brew a ton of beer, but I'm an IPA guy. So, so you stick within that style. I That's my wheelhouse. That's that's where I like. Because, I, I mean, come on. I'm brewing 10 gallons of beer. Who's going right. to drink it? <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, I brew what I like. And I brew IPAs. I brew hoppy beers. So right. I brew pale ales. I brew IPAs, black IPAs, red IPAs, hazy IPAs. I did my Pilsner. That was my first, you know, or not, I'm not holding it, but that, you know, for Hoppy Pils. But it's a Hoppy Pilsner. It was my first Pilsner, but it was a Hoppy Pilsner. Right. I you get know? it. So, yeah. The only other style that I've actually veered away from that I, I stayed more traditional to the style was a Heppenweizen. Okay. Oh, I saw that. The Heppe. I did Heppenweizens. You know, it's just fun. Lagering is tough. I would do an Oktoberfest if I really could, but it would take time. And I like Heppenweizens. You can, I can brew those a little bit quicker and they're, to me, they're a little bit more enjoyable. So I saw the uh, I saw that on Untapped, the El Jefe Loco. Yeah, I did an El Jefe Loco. Yeah, that's that was good. I love that beer. And I'm and I. What's funny is this time exactly last year I did a, a Kavike Pale Ale, the uh, the Valhalla, which I just did right now because I like that beer. It's hot, so I did a scaled up ten gallon version of that. And now it's like you know September October is approaching us, and I want to do something kind of festive, and so. I'm going to probably brew that, that El Jefe Loco again for that, you know, nice. little, you know, Oktoberfest-y sort of, you know, German style beer. So, Hey David, can we uh, give a shout out to the band? What, what? Yeah, that was uh, Piss Regardless. One more time. And they're at Piss Regardless. They're, uh, they're like a, a metal, a local metal uh, punk band. So if you're interested, if it tickles your fancy, good stuff. I've, I've been cool. those guys since high school and I've played music with pretty much all of them at some form of capacity or another over you know long long time ago and they're all a bunch of good guys so thank you awesome so let's get into your past i want to hear a great moment in beer from your life david great moment in beer obviously as a brewer beer has been a part of my life for a long time <laughs> and there's been lots of great moments you know but um one key moment, like I was actually, when I was, you know, reading over things and I was like, I, you know, what, what, was, what was a great beer moment? What would you say? You know, because she's been a part of my life for a long time. We remembered this time um, pre-kid era, right before the kid era happened, where we were up mountain biking up at Mammoth Mountain. We got a condo in the, in the, um, in the, in the village there. And we had a buddy hook up and we were in the village and we got like a four-day bike pass. And we were mountain biking Mammoth every day. And we'd come down and go to mammoth brewing and get beers and stuff and just hang yeah. out and drink right on the corner there yeah 
man, it was like, it was the best, it was just the best experience ever. Nothing's better than, you know, I know some of you guys ride bikes. I've read Mammoth. Yeah, I love that book. Yeah. Having victory beers afterwards is just the best thing ever. And, you know, back then, I mean, Mammoth, I mean, there's forest fires up there all the time, you know, and it happened to be a time when there was fires burning. It was right during their Blues Fest or the, their Blues of Palooza Fest that was going on. They kind of like last minute changed their like festival, you know, seasonal beer to this like, you know, something burning beer. And it was like a chilly, smoky, like amber beer or something. And that was really good. And just remember just every day, just going down there, getting beers, getting the growler filled. The village there, you can have open container. And so we'd go in the village and there'd be music and stuff. We'd have our beers and just be like, dude, we were shredding all day. And <laughs> that, was, that was a fun time. That's cool. Great story. Hey, how good is this uh, Thunder Down Under as it as it sat a little bit? Oh, no, very, yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah. I'm up to the four or five now, Doc. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. There you go. Yeah, a lot of these, like, IPAs and stuff, you got to let them sit to get, get it, to, like, 45 degrees, and then yeah. shit really starts to pop. David of Z-Style Brewing, listeners as well, we're going to test out your beer knowledge. Doc? Welcome to another edition of Beer or Not a Beer, Hoppiest Game Show in Podcast Land. I'm your host, Dr. Todd. For those of you Beer or Not a Beer newbies, here's how the game works. Today I'm going to name four beers. Three are real beers, and one is not real. This one I thought of while getting some Z's. All right, got it, listening audience? Three are real beers. One I thought of while getting some Z's. And the theme is, since we're enjoying our Z-style brewing from David, they all start with a Z. Here we go. Ready? Beer number one is Zombie Killer. Zombie Killer. Beer number two is Zingy Dong Dingalinger IPA. <laughs> dong dingalinger. All right. Zingy dong dingalinger. Beer number three. Zigzag. It's a lager. Beer number four. Zonk. We got it. We got four Z beers. Here we go. Beer number one was Zombie Killer. Beer number two was Zingy Dong Dingalinger. Beer number three was Zigzag. And beer number four is Zonk. So here we go, boys. Listen, honestly, you got to hold up a, a finger too. One, two, three, or four. <laughs> Which is the real beer. So one hand's on the steering wheel while you're driving. One hand, you're going to hold up a, a number. All right. On the count of three. Ready? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. We've got a four, two, four, two. All right. Here we go. So beer number one, Zombie Killer, really is a beer. From Three Floyds Brewing I've in had Munster, beer. Indiana. Oh, you have. That's I why have. I didn't yep. choose that. Beer number three, Zigzag River Lager is from Portland Brewing Company. Oh, Zigzag, yeah. Yeah. Beer number four, Zonk. It's by Grim Artisanal Ales. It's an IPA from New York. Woo! And the beer I thought of while getting some Z's, but I thought it was a really cool word, was Zingy Dong Dingalier. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which according to some weird british you know website is 
means a gummy flavored condom. Oh, so there you and go. that's not what you want in your beer taste. <laughs> really, you don't want there your beer taste. I was just thinking, David might be taking that name or some yeah. version of it for some sort of punked up IPA. Uh, no, that's yeah, not. But now that I heard anymore. the backstory, those are the those are what they call about what the off tastes in beer. Well, you need, you, need a, you need a longer label or just a really small font because that's our long word. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> there you go, sour beer or something. Yeah. yeah I, nice. So, anyways, listening audience, if you chose beer number two. Zingy dong dinglinger, you are a winner. Actually, you're, you're all winners, but you won this game. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Beer or Not a Beer. See you next time. And thank you, Doctor. Thank you, David Zivkovich of Z Style Brewing, for sharing your story and your beers with us. Thank you guys for having me. And I got to give you props. You actually pronounced my name pretty accurate. So um, done. not a lot of people can do that. And then, <laughs> point, a lot of pros would have asked you ahead of time to make sure they had it right. But I just wing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, you said pretty close. Why don't you tell us your last name? Well, it's, it's Zivkovich. Yeah, right. right. It's just blending. It's like maybe blending the syllables a little bit more. But that's, but that's as close as you're going to get. That's what I heard. I heard that. <laughs> thank you listeners hey best wishes to Electra, Violet and Chico the dog we'd love to keep going but right now we gotta run B-double-E-double-R-U-N beer run B-double-E-double-R-U-N beer run all we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver B-double-E-double-R-U-N beer run